Going to throw here to Parker at the 20, at the 15, at the 10, at the 5. He is almost. He got a touchdown! He got a touchdown! He got a touchdown! He got a touchdown! He got it in! He got it in! He got it in! Oh, doctor! Well, howdy, guys. Welcome back to the Red House Podcast. And it is just an absolutely beautiful spring day here in Aggieland. We got a couple of them lined up. I mean, outside of the wind advisory. Yeah, yeah. Hey, something's got to blow, right? And, well, I, well, in the pollen count, right? I, oh. I, I'm, I'm, fortunate, I'm fortunate enough to not have allergies, but um, I, I feel for those who do because I guess the pollen count's like 9,000 or something like that. Yeah, they said it's one of the highest counts they've ever seen. So uh, rest yeah. in peace to your nostrils if you are in that particular <laughs> camp. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm Rob White, fighting Texas Aggie class of 2014. And just like last week and all the other weeks, I'm Roy May, Fight Texas Egg Quest 2015. Yep. And, uh, well, another day, another week, another top 10 team falls to Texas A&M in baseball. And then uh, things on the weekends aren't going great. But, hey, at least we're winning something. <laughs> well, man, I, and I'll, I'll fully admit to this, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, but uh, I had no idea that Texas State was number 10. I mean, I knew they were doing well, but I didn't know they were number 10 in the country. Uh, honestly, me neither. I, I saw the updated ranks from D1 Baseball coming into the week uh, just because I was curious to see how everything was looking. And I saw that. And I was like, holy crap. I had no idea Texas State was rolling. And even on years where we haven't necessarily had a ranked Texas State team in the last couple seasons, they've given us a bit of a run. So I was like, oh, God, they're coming into College Station. And the deal is I definitely would have been out of the game. And I feel bad because, you know, I, I love getting out of the baseball games when I can. Uh, unfortunately, had a bit of a family emergency regarding the pup. Uh, poor Bubbles had a bit of a strain on her leg, but she's she's doing better now. But I decided. But well, Bubbles uh, overestimated her ability to jump onto things. Yeah. Her, her vertical may, be, may not be right in the game program. Maybe not. You know what? She's on pain meds, so she's a little high right now. She's having a great time. Um, nice. <laughs> but well, think about Texas. Well, you're talking about Texas State, and and so I went back and looked. Um, you know, because now now you're curious, right? They were number oh, ten in the country. Who they beat? Now, apparently, what they swept Ohio State, and they went out to Arizona, and I think they swept Arizona, or at least won the series. So mm. I mean, they've got some they got some quality you know quality opponents. So. You know, I don't know that they might – I don't know if they're overrated or not because the conference they play in, it's hard to tell. Well, no no doubt it is. But, yeah, you go across their recent schedule, you know, they take care of Utah Valley without too much hassle. Uh, you know, play a Wichita State team that, you know, we lost to. They beat them uh, and then proceeded to sweep Ohio State. Um, lost first game against number 11 Arizona, but then took games two and three. Um, okay, so they won the series. And I know they went to Arizona to do that, right? That, yeah, they did. Yep, yeah, yeah. Um, that was at Arizona. Arizona. That's a mm-hmm. that's big time. It is because anybody who's followed college baseball knows that uh, Arizona's not a small team. Uh, meantime, yeah. uh, then they play against Texas in a two-game set, lost by one in San Marcos, then turn around and won by two in Austin, uh, swept Southern. Uh, easily could have taken both of those games against Texas. Oh, easily. Uh, sweep Arkansas State. You know, they lost a Tuesday to Incarnate Word, but then you – Bounce back and beat Coastal Carolina, who's traditionally a very good, um, you know, Sunbelt team. You take, you sweep uh, Appalachian State. And, well, the thing is, they've been struggling on those Tuesdays. Because if you look at, you know, they lost to Sam Houston 12-9. to They lost to us 8-4. to But, I mean, the weekend series, which, honestly, at the end of the day, that's what really matters. Those are the games that they're winning. And they're winning pretty comfortably. So, that's probably why well, – they're Those are their ace pitchers too, though. Mm-hmm. It's their ace pitchers. I mean, you're not seeing them on Tuesdays. I think yeah. Schloss even alluded. I think Schloss even alluded to it. Like, you know, if we see their Friday or Saturday picture pitchers, you know, that game maybe goes differently. But uh, yeah, absolutely, it does. But yeah, well, yeah, no, it's it's a great feather in the cap, man. I mean, that's a wild like that's a quality win. It is, and you take those as often as you can. You have a ranked opponent, home or away, go beat them. Plus, I mean. Any team that wears all black, including the pants in baseball, they need to lose. You I'm not a fan uniforms. of I, I'm not a fan of all black uniforms for baseball, man. Well, I, if, I thought I thought the all black with the white helmet was kind of a unique look. I thought it was kind of groovy. 
Yeah, but, wasn't um, too bad. I just I, I kid you the pants. <laughs> about the only about the only variation on that that I will casually allow is Vanderbilt because they were kind of the first to do it. Plus, it's actually pinstripes. So at least it matches. Okay, you know. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, Vandy can kind of do what they want, anyways. Kind of like South yeah. Carolina. They wear plaid right. and nobody. Yeah, you're out here winning national titles. You can do whatever the hell you want, man. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's a quality win. And, and realistically, the way you schedule your midweek games, you're, you're, it's it's rare that you'll have a bunch of opportunities to get quality wins on a Tuesday just because, regionally speaking, that's just how it lines up. Yeah. I mean, it, you did have a few tough opponents this year. But overall, I mean, really, most of our Tuesday opponents, most of the time, yeah, obviously, we'll play Texas. But you don't see us play Baylor or Texas Tech or – um, TCU or any of those guys on a Tuesday, it's typically going to be kind of those smaller conference teams. Yeah. Incarnate and, Word, Sam, stuff like that. I'm, yeah, I'm still I'm still surprised we don't like. I, I understand not playing Tech in a midweek just because that's a long haul for a baseball game, but like, I'm surprised that we don't play Baylor. Man, you know, honestly, that's a very good point, and I don't know why we don't. I mean, well, and I, I'll tell you probably why because mm. last several years we've played Baylor, but they've been in like one of those like early season tournaments. So like they're on. The oh stage. yeah. You know, like yeah, I'm just, I'm just Frisco or something. I'm just surprised we don't, we don't pick them up on a Tuesday. I mean, there's no reason not to. No. And here's the deal. I mean, a, a road trip up to Waco. I mean, that's no different than us rolling down to Reckling in Houston. I mean, that's an easy road yeah. trip. Yeah. It's really not. But... And it's a nice ballpark. If you've ever been up to Baylor's new ballpark, it's real nice. So, I mean, certainly beats the hell out of the high school stadium they used to have. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Baylor's finally making some upgrades. It's amazing what a good football and then a good basketball season can do for your school. Yeah, it certainly can't hurt. So, but yeah, the, the trickle down to other to other sports is is always great. Yeah, I'm actually really kind of curious now. I'm gonna double check something here. Uh, so as we roll on into this weekend, um, Parents Weekend, right? Yeah, yeah, Ring Day's tomorrow, right? Or uh, start, well, Ring Ring Weekend start. I know somebody's getting their ring tomorrow. Right, exactly. So some people are getting them tomorrow, Friday, which is exciting, you know, for all the Aggies out there getting your rings. That's obviously a, such a huge deal. Welcome to the club. That's exciting. And it, and it turns traffic in this town into a, a big nightmare. So that's fun. Oh, yeah. Well, I won't be here. So <laughs> very well. Yeah. I'm, but yeah. I'm, I mean, you've got spring game and there's a lot of stuff, you know, going on this weekend. Yeah. I mean, and right now, the way you look at it, I mean, uh, obviously you got spring game and you got, some Kentucky baseball coming into town to take on AM, which will be good. Um, they, they need to sweep that series. You know, I think that you that honestly for our for our chances for the postseason, I don't disagree. I think you need to sweep. At bare minimum, you need to win, but you you kind of need to sweep. Yeah, yeah, I I think the series that you have against teams you know, that, that you expect to maybe win the series mm-hmm. uh, because of the other people that you have to play. Like you, you know, I was kind of looking at softball and we'll get into softball here in a little bit, but the series that are against SEC teams that are not ranked are ones you have to be thinking sweep, not within the series. You have to think sweep. And I know you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself, but I, when, you know, when you're playing the number fives and the number twos and the number twelves of the world, right? you know, you can, you you can hope that you win those series. You can't realistically look at playing, you know, old Miss and thinking you're going to roll in and, and sweep the series. So when you get an opponent like Kentucky, not that they're bad per se, like, I mean, but it's Kentucky and it's not Vandy and they're coming to your house. Like, and it's a big weekend. You know, you got baseball here, you've got softball here, you've got the spring game, you've got parents weekend, ring weekend. So, I mean, everything's going to be buzzing that, you know, all the venues should be packed. Right. And you got to show out, like, this is a big weekend to show out. Yeah, and honestly, if you look at Kentucky's record up to this point, I mean, yeah, they took a series against a obviously a good TCU team, which that's always a tough opponent to beat. Uh, then you get swept by Arkansas, and you know you take the series against Georgia, but then you lose the series against Ole Miss. So it's like they've played to about the level that we expect them to play. They beat teams that they're supposed to beat and lose poorly to teams are supposed to lose to. We're fairly evenly matched up teams. So you got to think AM coming into this series, likely with it being home, would be an advantage. You would hope. So yeah. I mean, 
you it, gotta think the boys gotta go out there and put one on them. That I mean Olsen is gonna be packed. Oh yeah, for probably bare minimum Saturday, but you they'll have good crowds on Thursday and Friday too. Yeah, no, it's I mean it's it's gonna be packed and rocking all the people that are in town. You know, it's a fun thing to do. Um, you know, bring your family and go catch a baseball game. The weather's beautiful, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, it's gonna be so, so nice. It's gonna be so nice. Yeah. And, and, and you know, you just go into it and, and if you're evenly matched, you know, the first thing you have to worry about is um you know the bullpen. The bullpen is just still an issue. I thought last night it was really good. Yeah, up until the um, ninth. And then they yeah, struggled but, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's struggling putting them away. And then you know, the field the fielding is we we need, we definitely need the guys back from injury. Um, so we can get these kids you know back to their natural place on the diamond and um but you know death taxes and jack moss hitting though jack jack moss hitting honestly cole kaler's fielding was a lot better last night i it mean was. i mean overall it's like the guys that need to start coming into their own are feeling it pretty good just the problem is we just yeah we need to come back from injury and i think if we do come back from injury with the key pieces like trevor warner and kali harrison and some of these guys we start getting them back and we really can f- start filling out our bats in the lineup, then all of a sudden that issue with the bullpen isn't as big of an issue whenever you can crank out 10, 11, 12 runs a game. Of course, you still want the bullpen to be healthy. And, you know, obviously I'm, I feel bad for Christian Curtis. He's done for the year, as it turns out, which sucks. He's going to have to go do Tommy John. Well, you know, it's amazing. It, you know, they get that surgery and they come back stronger and they come back throwing harder. So, I mean, it sucks. Obviously you don't want to ever have to deal with that, but you know, he's, there's, he's the, back, there's the backside of that. Yeah. He's going to be fine. So he'll end up coming back and being a lot stronger and a better player overall. And, you know, he's, Hopefully. he's dealt with, and he's done a lot of, you know, he, he's struggled a little bit throughout his years, but he's shown so much. So that's why I'm really excited about the prospect of him doing well. I think that probably the most, I don't know if it's, maybe it is for me. For me personally, the most frustrating thing is we don't have a closer. Yeah, no, that's, that's kind of been a problem. There, we just, there just isn't one. And so it's, it's frustrating. Um, and that's where you get into these situations, the bullpen, where you're just trying to have to piecemeal it together like every single time. And you're, and, you know, conversely, that it means you're putting so much pressure on the, on the starters. Yeah, no, you're expecting them to do so much. And the thing is, give the credit to the starters. They've been busting their ass trying to make it work. It. Yeah, but that wears on you through the season. Yeah, we're it still, does. yeah, we still got a whole lot of season left to play. Well, they absolutely do. So we got to think, you know, going forward as the guys keep rolling, um, hopefully they will continue to get keep getting better. And maybe somebody emerges here in the next few weeks that – turns out to be a closer and we can start not just winning series, but winning series against these ranked opponents, which yeah, that'll, right. that will do us so much good for a postseason, especially with these quality Tuesday wins. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and, you know, Tuesday games, you know, they can kind of be like get right games depending on your opponent, but you know, you've got two big time wins in midweek games to kind of hang your hat on a little bit. So, you know, maybe you combine that with if they, they can really get it right, and if they can sweep Kentucky this weekend, you know, I think maybe the mentality maybe is already changing in a positive manner, but maybe it continues to get a little bit better, a little bit better kind of thing. Yeah, and that's that's always the hope. That's what you want to see from the boys. So, fingers crossed, they will continue to keep getting better. That's that's all we ask for. Continue growth. Sure, right. So, well, softball, right? Yeah, on, on the other diamond. Yeah. Um, so uh, we talked about, I remember, you know, they didn't play in conference this past weekend because they have an odd number of softball teams in the SEC because of Andy. Right. And so, um, you know, and we, we talked about playing AC, like Ellie Christian, like it, this had to be a get right weekend. And yeah. I'll tell you what, they got right. <laughs> yeah. they, they got right in a hurry. No, I mean, you went um, out here and over the course of four games, including our Tuesday game, you sh- ended games early, three of those four games. Yeah. No, the, the run production was there. Um, Especially they, game I, one, 18 nothing. I, yeah, I think I heard uh, Will Johnson on the baseball uh, broadcast was laughing about it on Sunday. You know, they had to go the full seven innings, and he was like, yeah, they're probably worn out. First time they had to do it all weekend. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, it's 
get right series and they did what they needed to do um you know 1809152 and then they come back uh, uh last night playing Incarnate word and yeah a little little bumpy in the early innings um sure. you know Incarnate word you know took the lead and and then you know kind of tied it back up and then you know fourth inning and sixth inning they exploded and took care of business so it's you like to see a little bit of adversity and them able to turn back around and um uh you know, and, and put the game away. I mean, that's really that's really what they did. Is they put the game away. So they're twenty three and twelve on the season. Unfortunately, just two and seven in conference right now. But um, so, like we said, they have LSU at home, and LSU is twenty first in the nation. So yep. you know, SEC, and then ugh. and then the following weekend, and so they're uh, uh, they've got like one more Tuesday game, but it's not for a couple weeks. And then they've got to go at Tennessee, which is the number eleven team in the country. But then they've got a favorable run-in. So they've got Alabama, Missouri, and Arkansas, all of which are unranked. Now, not to say that they're bad by uh, – excuse me, not Alabama, but Missouri and Arkansas, Alabama is obviously a fantastic team. But um, you've got a a couple of series that even though – you know, even even though they're sitting kind of at the top end of of the standings in the SEC, you know, at Missouri – um, you know, Missouri's three and five in conference. So if you're going to play a team on the road, you like to play the ones down at the bottom of the standings. And then you get Always. to finish out the season with Arkansas at home. So, you know, the big, big battle is going to be to um, you know, stay north of South Carolina, just get to the tournament and kind of see what can happen. A&M, you know, they've won five in a row. Um, right. And, and, and LSU, uh, yeah, even though, God, I don't even know if they're, they may not be ranked this week. That, that might be old. Like LSU um, is, is on a skid big time. And so, uh, so, you know, maybe you have this opportunity this weekend at home again, you know, it's going to be packed at Davis diamond, just like it's going to be packed at Olson. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe you've got an opportunity to just go out there and win the series, beat LSU, uh, you know, win the series. You, you can hop them in the rankings. You're right below them. And so, you know, you can make some movement. If you can, you can take advantage of this LSU series and the two people ahead of you in the standings are LSU, Missouri, you mm-hmm. know, so you have, you have those in front of you. Right. So I don't know. It's, it's just kind of one of those cautious, it's cautious optimism because, um, you know, they go out and, and beat up on ACU like they should, but yep. they've got to start picking up series wins. Uh, interesting. So we, uh, they just released the starting rotation for the, for the weekend. Oh, that's right. Cause it starts Thursday. Yeah. That info's out. Huh? Yep. They just released that. So you got Nathan Detmer who's been in the Friday, which you have Thursday slot, but Game one's David right. Detmer, game two, Ryan Prager, and game three, Micah Dallas again going on Sunday or the Sunday slot, which will be Saturday. Right. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, I'll see. You know, again, it's – you look at the pitching and you really hope that, that they can go out there and the starters can just chew up innings um, because the, the trepidation that we all have of having to have the bullpen chew up innings – uh-huh. Or the innings chew up, or the innings chew up our bullpen, uh-huh. um, but uh, but you know on the flip side, you know maybe the offense can can take the, the pressure off of them, mm-hmm. and maybe the offense can go out and uh, you know and, and just put up some early crooked numbers, and right. you know that that always helps the pitcher. That's for sure. It never hurts. Right. No, never hurts. So, I, I will say I, I laugh. So this was one. This just popped up on my timeline. Uh, Cinemark Theaters posted the poster for uh, Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness poster. And, uh, you know, Doctor Strange, one of his hand signals is awfully similar to the Hook'em. Well, right, so Texas, the University of Texas actual athletic page quoted, apparently Doctor Strange is a Longhorn fan. I quoted him and said, yeah, no wonder everything's screwed up over there. (laughs) I'm sorry. Gotta poke a little fun. Yeah, you know, I'm uh, I'm kind of following them from afar a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, I watched uh, I I watched kind of the scores and um, watched like an inning and a half of one game when they were playing their little Red River, you know, pissing match up in up in Arlington or wherever the, so the new stadium that. is. Absolutely hate that. It was awful. Uh, you know, I turned it on and you had this big, basic. I mean, it's an empty stadium. They're not going to pack it like they're going to pack, you know, the Red River shootout football, no, obviously. But like, not. you know, you can hear them talking. You know, the roof is closed. They hit it in, in that metal tank of the bat, like echoes throughout. The, it was just, it was so awkward. Yeah. And that's just, the problem. That's why you, I absolutely despise, absolutely despise those type of things because it's just, it's not good. 
in my humble opinion, for the game to play neutral sites. And that's so very true for football as well. My thought is if you're doing like a neutral site series or a neutral site game, unless there's like some historical precedent behind it, why are you doing it? It's not going to get, it's not going to get you more money and it hurts both college towns. Yeah. So like red river shootout, totally get it being up there at the Texas state fair. I mean, they've done it forever. I totally get it. It's one of those like the army Navy game cycling between, you know, DC, Baltimore, New York, totally get it. Sure. Like Alabama playing UCLA in, you know, Indianapolis makes zero sense. No, absolutely not. It's just, it's so dumb. Right. And, you know, like I said, there's a few examples, which I think are perfectly fine. Obviously, you know, you mentioned Red River Shootout. I, w- I would argue one of my favorites, believe it or not, is the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. That is legit. I, I, that's, that's, a, that's a bucket list one for me. Well, it's it's a bucket list, and here's and here's the kicker for me. Talk about just the great name for a rivalry. They don't call it mm. that anymore officially, but it is. Everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Now you want to talk about in the past? You look at like Alabama Auburn. Yeah, you know, they used to play. Oh, yeah, game. Red Red River rivalry now. Yeah, Red River rivalry. But you look at like Alabama Auburn. That one used to be Iron Bowl. They used to play it in Birmingham, but now yep. it's gone. Now it's gone home and home, which I think is so much better. I think it's way better. Yeah. I, you know, I'd like to see him every once in a while, maybe rotate out of the venue, you know, sure. g- give, give these kids an opportunity to be able to play that, you know, that at home, mm-hmm. you know, give them a true home field advantage against their rival. I agree. I do not disagree. I mean, it's, that's, it's so important for you to be able to host your rival. And then, cause it's so gratifying for you as you know, the opposition, to go into their house and beat them. There's such, yeah. you know, that's feels such a great feeling. Like when we went to Austin in 2010, like that was my first real um, experience as a student with that game. And it was absolutely incredible. Great atmosphere. Despite the fact that Texas was just dog awful that year, you yep. know, it, it came down to, um, uh, it came down to a one score thing but AM ends up winning the game which is all that matters well, it's, and, it, it's just the atmosphere of college sports there's just there's nothing like it there's nothing like it i love it absolutely love it so what i want to love what i would love to see um as we go on you got to think that with texas um and AM. I think whenever, obviously, I'm one of those people that the moment that this game comes back, it's got to stay home and home. We don't let this thing go to any kind of neutral site. I will riot. I don't think either school would allow that. No, absolutely not. That seems yeah. like a terrible. No, I, no, yeah, no, there's, there's, there's some rivalries that just have to be on campus, man. Yep, and that's one of them. I mean, good old-fashioned hate, they don't go to a neutral site. Nope. And there's no reason for it. What you're just gonna play in Atlanta at you know Mercedes Benz Stadium? Like ooh, uh, yeah. I just I'm with you on that. I think we we we've talked about that a bunch, and every time it gets me riled up. I can't stand neutral side games, but yeah, you know, I'm poking around here looking at at the standings, kind of curious how. Uh, yeah, because you, you know when when you beat a good team, you want to watch them the rest of the season. Yeah, you know, see kind of how they and uh, the sips are. Um, not first or second in the league right now. No, they're actually yeah they're sitting fifth in the standings. That's surprising, because um, I knew that they ended up winning the OU series. Uh, the game that I actually watched a little bit of was the one that OU won. Um, mm-hmm. So I was oh no no yeah 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 they won yeah so I watched a little bit on that. Mm-hmm. that was a Saturday game, but I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how uh, how they shake out. I want to watch. Well, I kind of want to keep an eye on Texas State just out of curiosity with the whole holy crap they're tenth. I want like I want to see because there's not going to be anybody on Texas State schedule that's going to give them enough problems for them to go into this slide, you know, in the rankings. No, I don't think so. So I think it's going to be fine. So I, I think they could end up hosting a regional. Potentially, yeah. I mean, as if things progress, but is go on? But there's but there's rules about sizes of the stadiums, aren't there? And I don't know what Texas State Stadium looks like. It's not a small stadium. I mean, they probably could, honestly. Um, I, I gotta have big to, enough. I gotta go pull it up. But I think theirs is a lot bigger than a lot of people's in my home. Okay. Um, let me actually see now that now that we're. I mean, that makes sense when you're when you're in San Marcos. I mean, 
you know, there's, you don't have any pro teams right there. So, you know, college is building a little bit bigger, something like baseball. That's a, a fun thing for the, for the locals to go do. And it makes sense. The, the capacity at Bobcat ballpark is 2,400 seats, not huge. But they do have some additional seating that they can do down the, down the lines. There is, is that big enough? They've hosted smaller. Have they? Okay. I, I, I knew there was a number cut off. I just couldn't remember what it was, but uh, I've seen them host smaller. Um, so that's why I look at that one. I'm like, that's probably not that bad. And honestly, if they wanted to, I mean, what they could probably do is either work out a deal in San Antonio or something and have a ballpark there. But it's just so much fun to have it on campus. Well, that's a statement I didn't think I would ever say in my life. The San Marcos Regional. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, hey, good like, on him, man. Uh, well, say, their, their coach came in there. And he has done an absolutely phenomenal job. I mean, he's been. This is year three. And yeah, that's, he, that's quick. Yeah, it's it's year three, and they have put together themselves a nice little program. You know, it's not anything pretty, but you know, they're it's coming together. They've been tenth yeah, in the work. country is tenth in the country, right? Um, you know, and you know, I love people that are in College Station. They're saying, "Oh, well." it's absolutely ridiculous that they're so much further along. And I'm like, well, that's great and good, but that's part of the rebuild. They're, they're, they're three years along. I'm about to say, you look at Texas whenever they hired, you know, whenever they got David Pierce, you know, they were dog, dog doo-doo for a couple of years. And then they all of a sudden were in the, they were in Omaha. Why? Yeah. Because that's what happens. You have to develop your team. You got to go through the garbage first before you can get better and actually become a dominant team. Yeah, I think the majority of the complaining, like the people that are still super vocal, they, they just have to realize that when you come into a situation and, and in baseball, it's such a, an individual sport, you know, yeah. like it's you at the plate, you know, you're the one that's hitting or you're the one that that's pitching. And so it's a very, very one-on-one, -on -one, you know, based sport. And, uh, and when you don't have a guy at the plate or you don't have a guy at the mound that has that, you know, if, you, if you're getting out talented, then mm -hmm. sometimes coaching and development can only go so far. Yeah, no, at some point you can have the coaching, you can have the fundamentals, but at some point there is skill and skill yeah. just does trump a lot of things. So you got to disappointing where we were at school wise as a program. Oh, no, I doubt. Think that's where the complaints I think are, are, are still really loud. Well, and I mean, they're not wrong. I mean, you got to think that we do have all the resources for us to be a great program. Everybody knows that. It's just applying it, getting it out there, and actually seeing it on the field. I think that's just kind of the big deal for most people. So you got to think as we move forward. I'm in, I'm of the opinion that the guys are going to get better. Um, you know, say what you want about Schlossnagel, but it's pretty clear that he has a good idea of how to beat these teams and get this team right. Yeah, no, I mean, I've got all the faith in the world, and, and I also understand that it's just not going to be a, a fast process. So it's there's there's patience involved, and if that's one thing that, that fans don't have is patience. No, patience is uh, absolute, uh, absolute. Well, before we go any further, because I know you had a question right before we started recording, and you said you'd ask me on this. But before we get going, and I'm sure I'll say this again, but congratulations to everybody getting their ring. Please yes. be very, very safe this weekend for ring weekend, Please. especially with construction and some stuff shut down on Welburn right now. It's going to be right. even better. Mm -hmm. Yay. So, but yeah, you, you said it earlier and I didn't get a chance to say, but yeah, congratulations to everybody getting their ring. That's, that's, that's awesome. A great, great forever memorable weekend. Yep. Hold on to it. Don't lose it. Love it. Cherish it. <laughs> Don't, Don't lose get it. There, right? Be careful. Uh, all that good stuff. Um, no, so I had a couple of questions I was going to throw at you on the podcast today. Uh, one is in regards to the spring game. What are you kind of looking for out of the spring game? Uh, well, I, I will say this, and I think I say this every year, no injuries. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, first and foremost. Uh, and then I think I'm going to be looking at what everybody's looking at as, as the quarterback position. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, quarterback, and then uh, really, it's it's the early enrollees, not you know, not just um, you know, it, not just kind of the, the quarterback position, but I want to look at all the early enrollees and see, you know, if if they're making any sort of impact already, you know, because you're talking about kids that should be getting ready for their prom, mm -hmm. you know, 
And so I'll be interested to see uh, the the super new guys um, and, and see how they contribute. Um, I I don't ever take a whole lot out of spring games, though. No, I mean, I'd be curious to see, honestly, how things are looking, uh, as you had mentioned, uh, when it comes down to, obviously, the quarterback battle. Um, there was a report that came out this week, and maybe the thread got nuked on text ags, but people were analyzing and talking about Oh, the dude that went to practice? I saw that. Yeah, and basically his analysis, which we don't know if it's true or not, apparently it was Max Johnson followed by Connor, then um, then it goes down to Haynes King yeah. being third. And honestly, I don't know because I haven't seen anything. Yeah, no, I, I have absolutely no idea. I have not made it out to practice, unfortunately. I just haven't had the time. Um, yeah, like specific to the quarterback position, I one, I just want to see Mac Johnson because I mean we saw him last year and he did some really good things on a really not so good football team. Yeah, so um, you, you got to think with skill around him, it'd be really curious to see how well he actually can do. Yeah, and I want to see Wagman because I've seen it's, that's the thing. Like we've seen Haynes King. Like, yeah, I, I mean I feel like I know what I'm getting with him. Um, you know, I've seen enough practices. I've seen a spring game. I've seen a you know a, a, a live game. Um, and granted, you know the more you see, the better, and, and you hope that he's certainly progress and improved and developed from last year but um but yeah i really want to see, yeah like you said i want to see mac johnson uh max <laughs> mac max johnson um uh yeah working with uh, what i think is a little bit higher level talent um because yes. don't get me wrong like lsu always recruits well so it's not like he had <laughs> no talent around him but um anybody who was I, watching that AM lsu game last year would have told you outside of max really going on that incredible drive at the end there was no reason they were going to beat us that game yeah, absolutely. Um, and I just, I, I just want to see Wegman. I want, I want to see, I want to see how Wegman does with what is basically the in between speed of high school and college is the spring game. Yeah, you know, kind of like yeah. that in between speed. Since it's a full speed, full, you know, full blast. But yeah, I'm excited to see Wegman. I really, really am. I think he's got a lot of good talent, and obviously he's young. He's pretty green, but you got to think that everything we've seen from him up to this point has been nothing but skill and talent. So you got to think that he's going to be a good contributor to the quarterback battle. I like Haynes. Obviously we didn't know much about what he was going to be able to contribute. Um, and unfortunately his sample size is pretty small. And in, in that sample size, he threw three not great passes that were interceptions. Yeah. Three picks. Um, one on one, his fault though. No, absolutely one of them wasn't his fault, but but the other two were, and it was against the nobody. Exactly. So you gotta think going forward, man. You, you guys just gotta go out there and big dig them. See, see who's gonna be the guy. Yeah, no, it's you know, everybody loves a good quarterback battle. So I think we'll have our fill of that, that's for sure. Yeah, and the fact that you have three guys that are all fighting for it, that's great. So Yo, yeah, three talented guys instead of just three guys. Yeah. So I'm curious to see how any of the early enrollees look. Obviously, the freshmen, I would love to see how um, the development of our line, I'm then that D line. I'm just, I'm kind of scared for our O line just to see how big and badass that D line is. Well, I mean, the rotation that, that we're going to be able to pull off. And that's what I think amazes me about all these, you know, half those guys are going to transfer out. No, yeah. they're all going to play. <laughs> you you yeah. understand that's, you know, that that's literally how you win games in the trenches. It's no different than running backs. It's going to be a stable. They're just going to be yeah. rotated out. A stable of defensive linemen, and that's insane. Yeah, I love I love to see it. Absolutely dominant. So my second question to you, and this is a footy-related question. Oh, boy. How are you feeling about Europa League tomorrow with the Lion? Good, man. Um, so uh, I, mean, I didn't think we'd make it this far, to be honest. You know, Here you are. First, first leg against Sevilla. Um, I thought it would, uh, yeah. I, t I mean, you knew you were going like to London Stadium, but yeah, you know, there's that trepidation. You're already down, right? You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, start. I, I, I think you can look at it both ways when you when you're playing two legs. Yeah, you, know, you love to be able to start it off well and give yourself a cushion going on the road. Yeah. Um, but you love to be able to, uh, you know, finish play the second leg at second leg of the tie at home. Um, I don't know, man. I'm excited. This is as excited as I've probably been uh, about West Ham, um, honestly. Well, you know, you're still playing, still playing for hardware. Yeah. Those European nights, man. European nights are great. We love them. Uh, speaking of, obviously, uh, Liverpool took care of business yesterday against um, – oh, God. Oh, I yeah. Know. Who was it? I remember. I know who oh, was yeah, I saw playing. the score. 
I'm not a ter- I'm not a terrible fan that only casually watches. No, I know I know who we've played. <laughs> nah, we uh God Benfica, right? Over Benfica, there. oh yeah. yeah. Benfica over there in Portugal. Uh, good match. I mean Liverpool went on the road and put up three goals on the road. Can't cry about that. Yeah, I tell you what was nice just last weekend, just the Premier League being back. Like I understand oh, yeah. that. <sighs> I, I understand the international break and blah 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 blah, but it's it's so weird, uh, you know. Yeah, the weekends are in the spring. You literally do have so so much sports, and you know we were still, you know, watching basketball. Gosh, and and right. you know, baseball and softball. And if you follow track, it's going, and mm-hmm. spring football is going. And I still felt like this hole was inside, you know, in my chest because there was no Premier League. So speaking it was, of, it was, it was nice. Speaking of, yeah, Premier- it was nice to wake up Sunday. Right now, matches. right now, Everton is currently up 2-1 on Burnley and staving off relegation. <laughs> that Best is, they can. Yeah, seriously, it's, it's, it's the most – well, yeah, but the match isn't over. They'll Everton it up. Yeah, hopefully so. i tell you what, the, the Toffees – part of me hopes that they get relegated just because there's some players that I want. No, <laughs> I want West Ham to, to make a run at. Yeah. Man, I'll tell you what, though, uh, with upcoming matches, golly, you're talking about a huge weekend coming up here. It's, I tell you what, the, the run-in for uh, Premier League is a blast this year because it's not just one storyline. I mean, there are probably six legitimate storylines uh, with uh, with the run-in from here, you know, through the end of the season, through May. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you have the fight for the top. You got the fight for the top four. You got the, uh, you know, Europa uh, – you know, that fifth spot for Europa, you got relegation battles everywhere. Like, oh, yeah. You know, I feel like this time last year, it was almost you knew who was going down. And it right. would take it would have taken an, an ultimate collapse, Yeah, you know, for anybody else to go down. But this year, like, I mean, I said of Norwich. <laughs> I'm going to say Norwich is just absolutely in absolute trouble. You thought maybe for a minute there Burnley was going to help themselves out. Obviously, losing to Everton right now is not helping them. Watford, unfortunately, not getting a whole lot of help from either one of them uh, no. right now. Uh, but, you know, upcoming matches, obviously, I think the biggest match of the Premier League, if, you know, for, obviously for the title this year is coming up on Sunday at uh, 10.30 a.m. Well, Liverpool's playing Man City on the road. And that'll pretty much decide the league um, outside anything crazy down the stretch. But that's good. That's well, I'm excited. I don't know. I don't know that necessarily decides the league, um, but it's. I think it's kind of one of those. Uh, let me let me uh, rephrase it. If it's anything except a draw, like if it's a draw or better for SETI, they're going to win the league because the rest of their schedule is an absolute joke. Right, but if but if Liverpool pulls it off and, and pulls you know uh, two points ahead of, of City, I still don't think it's over. No, no. If Liverpool wins, it's not over because you still have to go play United at home, Everton at home, whatever. Uh, Newcastle on the road, Tottenham at home, Villa on the road, Southampton on the road, Wolves. So, and then you got to end the year with Wolves at home. So it's not a cakewalk down the stretch for Liverpool, even with the win against City. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, yeah, I keep, I, I keep look. You know, one of the things I always look at when I look at the table is just matches played. And you look at some of the, so many clubs have matches in hand. Leicester's only at 28 games played. Arsenal's yeah. only at 29. Chelsea's at 29. So, you know, and what could have been an advantage in the sense that other clubs are having to play extra games late in the year, you know, when right. everybody is just at the end kind of their physical, you know, starting, starting to really drag. Right. Just relatively speaking to the game season, but we're playing Europa, so you know the and the clubs that are in Champions League generally don't uh, generally don't have any uh, matches in hand. So except for Chelsea, Chelsea's yeah. still in Champions League, aren't they? Yeah, Ch- Chelsea's still in Champions League for the minute. Yeah, but I mean it's it's a two team race for for the title, right? Um, outside the race outside for, of an uh, abs- yeah outside of an absolute collapse from both City and Liverpool. I mean, I mean, outside of City and Liverpool falling and Chelsea getting some help, it's not going to be a thing. Uh, yeah, no, it would it would have to be all world. I mean, you're talking about two clubs having to choke and Chelsea basically having to win out. That's, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the only scenario. Yeah. But uh, twenty seven, yeah, eighty three, yeah, they'd have to. But, so yeah, Arsenal with matches in hand still sitting at fifth. Yeah. Um, 
But what a turnaround for their season, though. Remember, we were laughing about the first Dude, like, two or three games. Yeah, they had one point or something like that. Yeah, Arsenal turns around and has themselves a good little run. Um, Tottenham's been pretty solid. Of course, you look at Chelsea. You know, they've been rolling, 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 and then Brentford absolutely beats the brakes off of them. That was so weird, honestly. I love it. I loved it so much. I was like, let's go. Get well, some. And, and that's a perfect example of matches in hand don't equate to points. You, know, you still got to play those matches, and you're having to play those matches squeezed in between your others. Exactly. And, and you're in Champions League. Like, that's brutal. Yeah, exactly. But, so. I, but I, I just go back to that was a few weeks back when uh, Arteta was pissing and moaning about Arsenal having to play midweek games and cram games in. I'm like, you guys don't have anything else to play for right now. What are you no. complaining about? Exactly. In fact, when we were playing, you weren't. Yeah. Exactly. So, but yeah, no, West Ham's got a, a decent run in, um, but gonna, you know, going to need teams in front of us to dork it up. So, I mean, if everybody in London wants to quit playing football except for us, I'm fine with that. I mean, that would certainly help you out. That would, that would be ideal. I, but if I had to pick, I'd much rather have the Gooners finish top four than Tottenham. Right. Yeah. I don't blame you. I mean, honestly, here's the deal. I'm, as far as the north side of London is concerned, I really don't care one way or the other. <laughs> Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm more worried about teams further north of that. Yeah, yeah about four, four, four hour drive up. Yep, four hour drive up. the expressway. Yeah. yeah. That All is a boring the- drive, by the way. Oh, I'm sure it is. That is a god awful boring drive. I mean, and the best part is you got to go to a game at Everton. Yeah, you know? before, they, before they moved to their new stadium. Yeah, yeah. I got to, got to go to Goodison Park. That was really groovy. I'm sure that was great. Was yeah, almost- hindsight 2020, I either would have taken a train or just flown. <laughs> oh, for sure. Uh, that would have been better. But, yeah, overall, I mean, like I said, I think Premier League's coming down. It's going to be really interesting. I'm just glad Liverpool made it interesting because it was a 13-point gap. Yeah, City are just so point. unreal. But I yeah. think what you also see is, uh, I mean, you know, the, the bigger clubs in the top four generally – are also playing Champions League late into the year. They're playing Europa late exactly. into the year. And so you, know, you see what extra matches can can do to a club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and even a club of quality like City. Mm-hmm. So all solid, great teams. So I think it's gonna be a really interesting run in here down the stretch. I'm pumped. Yeah, no, it's it really I I think I've honestly it, it it's a it's a toss-up for me between top four and relegation battle are the most <laughs> interesting storylines running in. Oh yeah. But unfortunately I think Newcastle is going to survive. That's a shame. Yeah. Unfortunately, I would love to see Newcastle go down and you know what? There was always the interesting story of Sunderland and I'm curiously where to see where they're at currently in league one. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Let's see. <laughs> oh, what's that league one table looking like? I don't even know. Uh, and and again, if you haven't seen Sunderland until I die, like you definitely need to watch that oh, documentary. Bro, they're it's not so- even they're not even in the play in right now. They're in seventh. They're in seventh. Just behind uh Wycombe and right ahead of Oxford United. Oh man. Yeesh. Dude, poor, poor Sunderland, man. We'll talk about an absolute fall from grace. What a yeah, you get your own Netflix documentary and now you probably like the average age on your roster is either 38 or 16. Exactly. It's too bad for them. Too bad for them. Oh, well. Yeah, we'll figure it out or they won't. Probably not at this point. <laughs> God. Premier League, so much fun to watch. Soccer, so much fun to watch. Keep up with it. Um, yes. So as far as other fun things I got going on this week, uh, Thursday, we're heading to, Na- we're heading to uh, NACA Nowhere. Uh, opening, uh, head opening for uh, Aaron Watson. And you, bro, you, that's awesome. Yeah, we're opening for Aaron Watson and Nacogdoches. We were supposed to open for him back in February, but there was a little too much ice for their liking, so they opted oh, to right. not do it. Yeah. So we got this move to April. No big deal. We know it's going to be a nice weather day, and we'll go out there and have a good time with it. Um, Where are you fun. playing it? Where are you playing there? Bonita Creek. There you go. Old dance hall. 900 capacity, so y'all get there early if you're coming. Uh, and then secondly, and probably just as crazy, we're playing at um, Silver Saloon in Terrell. Nice. Which is a very large capacity spot. We will be opening for um, 
Giovanni and the hired guns that day should be a good crowd out there. Um, I'm excited about it. Um, the only thing I will say about it, and hopefully they don't listen to our podcast, but I'm pretty confident it's run by the cartel. <laughs> you got to understand, man. Like you go walking around out there and there's like pallets of money in the back and they just hand you free drinks all the time. Cause they're like trying to be like, Oh yeah, no, we, you know, you bought these, didn't you? Wink, wink. <laughs> That's disturbing. Oh yeah. They're, they're, la- they're laundering something out of there. I don't know what, but. But it's a great venue, so screw it. Oh, no, it's a great venue, and there's going to be a great crowd out there. And People who haven't seen us in a long time, because last time we played there was I, – I wasn't even in the band yet. We were playing with uh, Cody Canada and The Departed at the time. So I'm sure that was a blast and a half for all involved. Um, but, yeah, I was not there. But now that we're going to be out there with Geo, that's going to be a hell of a time. And just exciting to exciting time to be on our scene. We just hit 250,000 monthly listeners and still climbing by upwards of 500 to 1,000 a day right now. It's absolutely insane. Very cool, man. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to wrap it up and I'm going to call my shots. All we right. sweep, and, I'm, and you know me, I'm a sunshine pumper. Do it. We're, we're going to sweep Kentucky. All right. We're, we're going to win the series against LSU. All right. And the and the one game that we lose, we're gonna get run ruled. Oh yeah, okay. But we're but we're gonna win the series. Oh yeah. And then this you know, spring game, spring game, whatever. I think. I think the Marina oh, White yeah. team's gonna win. Yeah. Here, here's here's the not so bold prediction. Everybody's gonna freak out, and the text tags boards will be unreadable for approximately thirty six hours. Well, yeah. Well, because, <laughs> oh, because clearly Max Johnson's the best quarterback on the roster. Haynes King's well, yeah. clearly the best quarterback on the roster. Who's this kid over here? He's clearly not. He's clearly, Every, clearly wasting everybody's time by even being on the team. Everybody's an expert after a spring game. Yeah. You know, you know what? But, uh, you know, I will leave you with this. You know what an expert is, right? Oh, boy. This sounds right. like a dad joke inbound, but please right, go this, ahead. All right. So, X, right? EX. I mean, it's in the past. Spurts that thing that comes out of the end of your Johnson. So that's what these people are. You're something that used to have come out of the end of a Johnson. You're welcome. God, that's awful. It's awful, but you know what? That's what an expert is. So remember that. <laughs> Add that to your list. Anyhow, this is why we rate it uh, a little not for 18-year-olds. Even though we don't tend to cuss on the podcast. There you go. Have that one. Yeah, well, not, not outside of football season. Not outside of football season. These sons of dems. Okay, I'm not. Gonna, I don't want to edit anything. All right, so y'all be good. Uh, be sure to follow Roy May 15 on Twitter and Rob the Slapper on Twitter. We are both highly hilarious and have wonderful times on the social media app. Yes, yes, the the Twitter bird, very much fun. Very much fun. We love the Twitter bird. All right, well, congratulations everybody getting the rings. Be safe this weekend. Go out to the diamonds. Go enjoy the sports and the weather. And beat the hell out of Kentucky and beat the hell out of LSU. Whoop. Gig them. Beat the hell out of Kentucky. Rock and roll. Gig them. All right. That'll work. Hey, Bubbles. Let me get the, let me stop the recording here. Uh...